Hello and happy 2021 to all you Brewers fans out there. Welcome to Roll Out the Barrel, the show hosted by two UK fans of the Milwaukee Brewers. I'm Sean. You can find me on Twitter at Haders Hair. And with me is my buddy Mark, Mr. At UK Brew Crew himself. How are you, mates? Oh, I'm very well, mate. I'm very well. I'm excited. Yeah. The season's coming back. You know, we've got things to look forward to. We've got players being signed. How can I not be what well? Could you you know? want, yeah? Exactly. Yeah. How can I not I mean, be well? We're recording this the day after the signing of Colton Wong, which most Brewers fans didn't expect, but are extremely uh, excited about. Yeah. I mean, what a signing as well. I mean, a gold glove, gold glove winner in our infield and, He's only going to improve the squad, isn't he? You know, um, we we still have a few issues re- regarding the corners a little bit, but to be honest, I think everybody's much happier now seeing that signing um, than they were a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah. And it, the age-old thing has to come up again, isn't it? In Stearns, we trust. You know, he he's going to put a team together, and that team looks like it might be able to compete for the uh, NL Central title which gets us into postseason and gives us a chance. So, you know, that's that's what we've got to aim for. Um, and, you know, the NL Central is, is probably the, the weakest of the three in the NL at the moment. So it's pretty much whoever wins the division is, is the only one that's going to go through. And I think we stand a chance. I mean, Cubs have weakened. The Pirates are Pirates. Um, the Reds are, are reducing payroll, don't seem to be doing very much. I mean, the only mm. ones that have probably done anything of any note is um the cardinals have stolen from the rockies haven't they i mean how have they yeah you know nolan arenado arenado going there and getting 50 million dollars sorry how what (laughs) you know um but yeah you know the the season's open um i think we we stand a good chance of of challenging for for the title for the nl central which gets us into the postseason for a record-breaking fourth time you know, yeah, in the uh, row. So, uh, what's not? Mate, to look I'm hyped. To? I, I, yeah. I'm hyped for the season. I mean, I was excited anyway. In my usual kind of childish excitement, that I always get at the start of a new season that yeah. we all probably get. The signing of, of of Wong is just, you know, amplified that massively. You know, on the shopping list, we're still talking third base. Uh, I'm assuming that someone like Keston can, him and Vogie can both now look at first base. Someone on third base, I don't think it's Justin Turner, but someone at third base and a, a new, another pitcher for our rotation. Yeah. And I think I th- we've got a team there which really can, can genuinely compete this season. Yeah, yeah I th- there's two players that stand out for me for third base um, that probably fit the Stearns profile. One of, one of them is uh, Travis Shaw um, from yeah. the Blue Jays. I mean, obviously he's a free agent now. Um, had two really good seasons with us, 2017, 2018. Obviously had that downturn, 2019. Hopefully he's fixed that. Um, you know, give him a chance. Um, we've got nothing to lose. Um, the other one is is everybody's favourite from last year, Jed Jerker. I mean, he's still still available. If we can negotiate with him, you know, he'd, he'd do a fairly good um, job, I think, at third base as well and, and can also cover at first base if if Urias can can kind of uh, cover at third base as well so I think yeah. we're, we're only a couple of players short um or, or possibly even one player short from from being a, a pretty good squad now um I don't know if you're how you feel about the starting rotation I think it's it's pretty solid I mean it's only we've only lost the one player from from last year everybody else is there so yeah, I think yeah. we've got a hole to fill though still, haven't we? And that's the thing. Like, like I say, I think I think we need another new starter. I think we need somebody new in our rotation. 
I mean, there's there's Hill who pitched at Minnesota last year. I mean, the guy's 40, I think, and I think he'll be 41 going to next season, but still has something about him, and uh, you know, might be might be a punt for a for, for a one year contract. So there's there's no, there's names out there. I just think we've got someone to put into that rotation, and then I'll be happy. Yeah, yeah, um, and, I think, and I think that'll happen. I just think it'll happen nearer to the uh, to the start of the season. You know, a bit a bit like when we picked up Mistakas and Grandal. You know, yeah. they they tried to play the market to to set a standard for the um, for their positions, and and it didn't quite happen. And then they took the one year deals. So, yeah, I I totally see that happening. Um, but if not, I mean, personally, I'm not too upset with with the uh, the starters that we've got. I mean, particularly if you look at how. Uh, Peralta and, and Suter kind of stepped in in their their sh- kind of short starts. Um, there's no reason why with our bullpen we can't get away with that. So, uh, so did anything happen with you over the uh, the, the break? Because um, obviously we've not done anything since November. You uh, you good? Did, did you get any any baseball related gifts for, for Christmas? I tell you, I got a wonderful gift from my uh, from my co-host. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> so, so Mark, uh, Mark sent me a surprise mystery gift uh, in the post, uh, which sat under my Christmas tree for a few days. And every day I, I picked it up and shock it and thought, I wonder what it is. And, and it I rattles. thought, is it a baseball or what is it? <laughs> and it's my very, very own roll at the barrel mug, which is wonderful, which uh, I'm now using. Excellent. And, uh, Excellent. Yeah, no, that, so was... that was that was very nice. Thank you, my friend, for that. And, you know the uh, image yeah. you've got in it, my head, mate. You know, on about everyone's in lockdown all over the world. But the thing that sort of keeps me going, I'm just thinking of warm, sunny days watching sport outdoors. Yeah. Um. You know, baseball, football, cricket, rugby, anything. Just getting out there, having yep. a beer, sun on your back, watching some sport, and just uh, yeah, just just getting back to the things that we love doing. That's the image that I've I've kept in my head and. Uh, yeah, we'll be there soon enough. Uh, the world's getting better slowly, and uh, we'll we'll be we'll be okay. Yeah, now listen, just... buddy, we've been um, teasing a few of the guys on Twitter about this pod. Uh, I have to say, Mark, you're you're a diamond. You should be an agent, I think. Um, <laughs> clearly got contacts in the baseball world. Yeah, yeah, that's and, it. Um, yeah, yeah, you managed to help us secure um, a great guest uh, to start the new year and to start um, the first part of the season. So, without further ado, mate, let's uh, get over and listen to the interview. Hello there, guys. Um, so, we've been teasing you guys on Twitter recently about um, our first part of the, of the 2021 season. We said we've got a, a very special guest who's going to be joining us on the pod, and uh, we weren't we weren't kidding you when we said that. It's our honour to have someone on our little British podcast, really, who... Um, He's not only a major league baseball pitcher for the Milwaukee Brewers, but he's also a homegrown lad from Wisconsin. So, uh, JP Fireisen, thank you so much, sir, for joining us uh, on our pod. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here. So, um, rumor has it it's hot in Arizona at the moment. Do you want to tell us about it and tease us a little bit? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's about 75 and sunny and and uh we have I, there's not a cloud in the sky anywhere so can't complain about that weather <laughs> the complete opposite to us <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll we'll, we'll change we'll, we'll trade you our rain any day of the week so listen before we get into the talking about your career today and then that kind of stuff quick question yourself and your family are you keeping safe during the uh, the covid uh, pandemic yeah yeah actually uh so far um 
we no one in my family's actually had it or uh, been affected by it. So we've been we've been very very lucky and very blessed through through this time for sure. Good to hear. Okay, well that's that's really really great to hear. And again, I assume as we go into spring training, there'll be another bubble type um, uh, environment for the players to 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 sort of work in. Yeah, that's my guess. Is uh, I'm gonna guess maybe they might test spring training a little bit out with some fans. Um, but uh, I don't. I doubt it's going to be full go and full wide open. I think that we're going to be kind of um, concealed to our our baseball bubble. Yeah. Okay. So that listen, it's great to it's great to hear you keeping well and that you're sunning yourself in that beautiful Arizona sunshine. So as I said, a Wisconsin lad, um, and we're going to walk through your career. But fr- from the interaction that me and Mark have with all the the, the Brewers fans on online. Everyone's delighted that you know a Wisconsin lad is now made it into the big leagues with his home league, his home league club. I mean, you must be absolutely delighted with that. Yeah, I mean, me, my family, everybody, uh, basically growing up as a Brewers fan, and then my mom and dad were Brewers fans, and my grandparents are Brewers fans. So it's just pretty, uh, yeah, it's it's amazing for for me to be able to play for the for the the home state team and the the hometown team and. I know that uh, my little hometown of, of River Falls, Wisconsin, is uh, very happy and they're excited to hopefully get to some games this year where they can actually see me and, and uh, get some live action baseball. Yeah, I was going to say, because um, I, I had a look at the map where River Falls is and you're you're pretty much right on the border next to Minnesota. So I was going to ask how that kind of uh, mix is. is. Is there a mixture of uh, Minnesota Twins fans in River Falls as well as Brewers fans or is it all diehard Wisconsin? Uh, no, there's a pretty good mix. I actually, as a kid, I, w- I grew up kind of a fan of both just because, uh, they're not really, uh, they're national league, American league. So they're not really yeah. rival. Um, so I, I grew up going to more twins games just because it was only a half hour down the road. And, but, uh, I mean, listening to Bob Euchre on the radio and, and, you, and watching Braun play when he was younger and, and in, in his MVP years, there was no way you couldn't be a Brewers fan also. Good to hear. Good to hear. <laughs> Yeah, Bob Euchre, he's, he's certainly baseball royalty. Um, yeah, the the Brewers, he's just, he's Milwaukee, isn't he? And uh, yeah, the fans just love that guy. Absolutely. I mean, so, I mean, what's on, on to our next question there. So in those very early years, who were the guys you remember watching? So for the Brewers, it was definitely uh, like Corey Hart, uh, Prince Fielder when he was really young, um, Braun when he was really young, Ricky Weeks. Um, Bill Hall, like all those guys. And I, I mean, I, I remember like Ben Sheets. Um, and then also like when the, when they traded for Granke and, and then CC and like all those guys, those were, uh, I mean, when their when their teams were really, really good, that was, it was really fun to watch. Some great, great memories there as a kid. As you say, born River Falls, went to River, River Falls High School, uh, uh, college at Stevens Point in Wisconsin. Yep. That's- um, and then, yeah, we've done a little bit of homework. <laughs> I love it. I love and, it. Um, and then at the age of 21 in 2014, you got drafted by Cleveland. So tell us about that and how did it feel at the time? I mean, it was just like one of those moments uh, as a kid, you know, you, you dream of playing professional sports, whatever sport it is. And then uh, like actually having it come true and having my family and, and some good close friends around when I got drafted and getting the call from, from the Indians saying, we're taking you in the 16th round. And, and uh, you know, it was just like, it's one of those moments that you'll never forget. Um, and, but it's also like one of those moments that you dream of. So it was just, 
it was incredible and I, I know my family feels the same and um, so I mean you, you were drafted and you went to, you played for the Mahoning Valley Scrappers in Ohio first in single I um I, I mean a silly question but I'm sure the answer is yes can you remember that first time you stepped on the field as as a pro ball player yeah I mean it was uh it was definitely a, a little nerve-wracking but then after I kind of got through it, I was like, okay, these guys are doing the same thing I am. This is still the same game of baseball. It's not It's not any different than what I was doing before. Um, so, yeah, but I, it definitely was a, a little nerve-wracking the first time, but um, it was it, it was enjoyable. So during your time, certainly with, with Cleveland there, you played for sort of four teams, mostly in the same kind of area, mostly around the Ohio area. You were at uh, Mahoning at Lynchburg, the Hill Cats, which is Virginia. But then yep. you were back at Lake County and then on to Akron, where you you stepped up to double A with the Rubber Ducks, which is one of the best names for a baseball team, by the way. It is, um, it is the best. I mean, I, I can tell you, I've played for the Akron Rubber Ducks, but that was on MLB The Show. I got drafted and uh, <laughs> yeah, and then I made it onto That's the awesome. Columbus Clippers. But yeah, so <laughs> I've been there too. But the reason I was really interested, certainly in your, your early years and your minor league years, is I've, I've just finished reading uh, a book by John Feinstein, which you may or may not have read, um, called Where Nobody Knows Your Name. And it's really a it's a book about the minor leagues. And um, even though on the one hand, it's every, you know anyone who loves, who loves baseball, it's their absolute dream to play, even in minor league. I mean, you're a pro player, you're getting paid. Um, but on the other hand, it can be a real tough slog and a real hard um, slog for people. Not just players, officials, managers, coaches, you know, everyone. So what were your memories, certainly of those, you know, up until, you know, you, you got drafted to, to New York? Um, what were your memories of, of those those early few years in the minor leagues? I mean, if you're talking minor league baseball, you're talking long bus trips um, with a packed bus. You know, you have you have your 25 players on team, a couple guys probably on the DL with the team. And then you have your athletic trainers, your coaches, um, maybe a clubby here or there. And so you're packing, you know, 30 to 40 guys on a bus and everyone, maybe you'll get their own seat. And then you're taking 12 hour, 14 hour bus trips. Um, it's uh, and without, without stopping basically. I mean, the, so you're just, you're most of your nights are sleeping on a bus and, but those are also the times that you have the most fun where you're playing cards with the guys. Um, you know, you're having a beer or two. You're, everyone's kind of like mellowing out from the series and you're traveling back home and um, you just enjoy, you just enjoy those times with, with your fellow teammates and, and you get the camaraderie. Um, and that's, that is what's very fun about the minor leagues, but also very grueling is, is those long bus trips. But I mean, then you get to, you get to travel. Like for me, it was pretty much the whole, uh, east coast and northeast of of the united states so i got to see um just a ton of different ballparks a, a ton of different scenery driving through the states so um but yeah i mean the, the minor leagues are, are are tough just because if you if you can't handle those bus trips and you can't handle the tight locker rooms and stuff like that then then they'll be they'll be tough if you let them get to you but um you also have to look at the good things like the camaraderie with teammates and, and having that time with each other for that long so the major leagues get the air, the aircraft, and the minor leagues get the bus. Yeah, it seems to be the deal, right? Yeah, that's so, it. That's <laughs> it's it, it's a tough old slog, and absolute respect to the guys who are 
I mean, you're all in it together, and I suppose that's the thing, isn't it? Everyone's trying to get up. Everyone's trying to go up. No, I mean, I, I just found it the most fascinating book, and anyone listening to the pod, I, I'd recommend that book to anybody. It's a real, real good read. So then 2016, you were playing Akron, and then um, you got drafted to Trenton and became a, a New York Yankee. Yeah, in uh, 16, I, I got uh, – yeah, the trade to New York was kind of one of those uh, – it was that was that was a crazy moment because it was, you know, 830 in the morning. I get a call and said, hey, we traded you to New York. Um, someone from their office will be calling you. Good luck in your career and and uh, wish you the best. And it was just like, huh? Like, I'm, you're done with me already, you know? Yeah, but uh, yeah. I mean, uh, it was uh, I mean, playing for the Yankees, you know, as as you guys know, that's probably the most iconic franchise in, in all of baseball and, and close to the most iconic in all of sports. And uh, just being able to put on the pinstripes and and uh, wearing the pinstripes was just like a, a whole new level of of uh, like your baseball accomplishment uh, is what I would say for me. It's just like there's no way when I was younger I would ever think that I would ever put on pinstripes and play for the Yankees or or be a part of the Yankees organization. So uh, when I got traded, it was it was a an awesome an awesome experience and an ordeal. So yeah. so. Pretty much the money ball situation is is true. Then they they come in, they say somebody's going to call you, and you're off, and and they don't hang around. Nope, that's yeah, that's it's exactly right. Is it's it's a a pretty quick uh, trigger. They just let you go, and and then uh, someone else will give you a call, and then you're on their squad. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's, that's pretty. Yeah. T- that's that's probably got its pluses and its minuses i suppose if you're settled where you are and you're playing for a team that you want to be playing for and then they tell you that you're going i suppose it can be a bit heartbreaking as well but yeah i guess it's part of the the career you choose isn't it exactly yeah and i think that's a a big certainly a big difference there between soccer and baseball is certainly in the uk or in england um you know a player gets asked if he would like to go and play for somebody but it's very, 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 very different. As you say, Moneyball's a great, a great example when that guy gets traded to the Tigers, I think, isn't it? And it's uh, literally pack your case and you're off. But like you say, putting on the pinstripes and playing for the New York Yankees affiliate must have, you know, clearly a very, very proud moment for yourself personally and your family. And uh, yeah, it must have felt really good. Now, that 2016 year was a little bit interesting, wasn't it? Uh, well, I found it interesting, particularly because you left Akron, you joined Trenton. And then you met Akron again in the final that year, didn't you? Yeah. Do you, want, yeah. Do you need to tell us? Do you need to tell us who won that game? Uh, <laughs> the 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 former won that game, but <laughs> I I was kind of disappointed because normally when you when you're on a team and you get traded, even if that team wins the the championship, whatever it is, the, they will give you a ring just because you helped them for part of the season. And I never received a ring, so I was kind of. I was kind of bummed about that. I thought going into it, I was going to get a ring no matter what. But I obviously. <laughs> well, that, you know what? That's a real bummer. You look at your stats for that year: 33 games, 56 strikeouts, and an ERA of 2.23. And you didn't get a ring. There's no justice, is there? No, <laughs> there isn't. <laughs> then with the the New York franchise playing at Trenton, and then up to Triple A with Scranton, Scranton Wilkes Bar. So again. Yep. I assume each time you're getting you're getting traded up, you're noticing a real difference in the quality of, of batters that you're pitching to. Yeah, I mean, I think that every level has their different challenges. Um, definitely, um, double A to triple A, you get to see a lot more veteran veteran players, guys that uh, have either been to the big leagues or they've been in triple A for some time, and they're kind of uh, they're just like 
waiting for that one opportunity to get the call up. And so you, you get some more um, savvy players uh, the higher you go up. And I mean, double A, there's a lot of big prospects. That's where most of the pro- prospect guys are. But triple A, you're getting guys that know how to play the game and, and, and do it the right way. And again, Scranton, obviously, it's a Yankees franchise. Very, very successful team. Winning the league year on year. I think you finished second and first, um, making finals. Played played against the Durham Bulls quite a bit there, with mixed yes. success, some wins and uh, and losses as well. But you were clearly part there of very successful minor league team. I mean, in that in that final year at Scranton, you know, not you know, 94 Ks and an ERA of 2.49. So really showing at Triple A level that the quality is there, and obviously that's when. The major league teams are really starting to notice JP Fairhausen. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a good year. It was a fun year. It was just kind of like one of those years where you got on the mound and were like, I, I, I'm, I'm getting these guys out. This is, you know, it's just like, you know, when you get on the mound, you feel good about uh, every outing. And yeah, that was that was a very fun year. Um, yeah, real, real, real good numbers there. And then you get a call from uh, a franchise uh, called Milwaukee and. Uh, you get that same. So again, take us through that that phone call. So what, what happened there? Yeah, so I was actually uh, about a half hour before that. I was on. I was FaceTiming my parents, um, just kind of saying I was kind of frustrated. I thought I was going to get a chance to go to the big leagues this year and and uh, get to show something and showcase myself for the Yankees. And um, then I got off the call with them, and like a half hour later, all of a sudden I get a call and Cashman says uh, we we traded to Milwaukee. Um, somebody will be calling you from their organization and um, wish you the best of luck. And it was like, phone hangs up and I'm like, did he say Milwaukee? I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) so uh, I got a call from them and said, yeah, we um, traded for you. Um, Right now the C, I mean, minor league season was pretty much over. So they said, uh, you can just pack your bags and head on home um, and we'll see you next year in spring training. And then it was just like, I called, family friends everyone i'm like you guys i'm coming to the brewers I'm, I'm i'm on the brewers now like they just traded for me and it was i mean it was like a i feel like river falls and all my college buddies from stevens point from wisconsin my family everyone it was like a big party for everybody <laughs> absolutely yeah and uh, and we'll talk about obviously your major league uh, uh, debut as well in a moment but i'll say me and mark all over twitter when you were uh, made the roster and you made the team, the Brewers fans are just absolutely going mad. Everyone loves a homegrown talent. And, uh, you know, you went away for six years, you applied your trade, you clearly worked hard. You've gone full circle and come back as a major league ball player. So it's, you know, everyone's absolutely loving that. Uh, it's fantastic. But one of the things that the, the managers say is the best part of their job is calling someone into the office and telling them that they're going up to the show Talk us through that. Must have been absolutely wonderful. Yeah, it's actually a pretty good. Uh, it's pretty funny. Um, I yeah, Collins called me into the office, and and he and and David um, Stearns were sitting in there, and uh, Collins goes, "Well, I got some bad news. You know, this is at the end of summer camp, so it's either I'm going to Appleton or I'm making the team." He said, "Yeah, I have some bad news. You're gonna have to make your debut in front of no fans." And, <laughs> When he said you have some bad news, I kind of was like, ah, oh, dang it, I didn't make the team, you know. And and then uh, when he said that, I was like, well, that might be the best bad news I've ever gotten in my life. Yeah. <laughs> we don't mind bad news like that. That's something we no. can live with that, can't we? Yeah. Um, we, 
if that's the worst news you get in the day, it's not a bad it's not a bad day. And so 24th of July last year, Wrigley Field. Unfortunately, you're only in front of the cardboard cutout. It's not the real not the real fans. But um, yeah. same question really. How did it feel stepping onto Wrigley, representing Milwaukee in one of the certainly in the in the Midwest area, the most passionate games of baseball as a major league pitcher? It must have felt just awesome. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, I think that when I got out there, it was kind of like, uh, all right, calm down, like do your job. But I think, uh, once I got off the mound is when I, it like overwhelmed me where I was like, okay, I just, I just did something that I've been striving to my entire life. And, and, uh, just one of those moments that kind of like everything, all your emotions are just like running so high that you just can't contain it. And, um, I mean, having guys come up to me and say, you're a big leaguer now, you're a big leaguer now, like, congratulations, like, everyone on the team is just, like, so happy for you, and, and uh, because they know they're all there and the way they felt, so, yeah, it's one of those moments that, I mean, you're never going to relive it again, this is your only debut, you get one debut, so, um, it, yeah, it was it was amazing. Do you actually remember much about the, the actual um, game itself, do you, do you remember who, who you faced, and, and- what happened or yeah it's uh uh i mean i remember every, like half uh first first batter um fly out to second base and then bryant i got three two count and threw a heater by him for a punch out yep. and, and then i got two oh on rizzo and gave him a heater and he turned on it like he should uh yeah <laughs> and, and then i got uh i'm pretty sure three two with javi um and threw a breaking ball and he grounded out to short so I mean, I remember it pretty well, but, uh, yeah, it was just one of those. And I mean, thinking of the guys that I faced in the first, my first outing, it was like, I mean, are you kidding me? I got, yeah. I got Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo and, and Javi Baez. And yeah, I mean, exactly. Top of the Cubs App, order, basically. <laughs> App isn't a slouch hitter by any means either. So it was like, all right, when I got through that, I was like, all right, I just faced probably the, like three of the best hitters in the big leagues. I, I'm, I can compete here. So it was uh yeah it was really cool yeah i was going to say from a from a fan's point of view your your first outing was was pretty good um i mean it's unfortunate that rizzo <laughs> hit his home run i mean we were all a bit a bit ah, bloody rizzo you know um <laughs> but actually i mean to to be able to say your first strikeout was chris bryant i mean that that's pretty something isn't it so yeah yeah definitely i think that's and as you say i mean Happ had a great season for the for the cubs last year so that was I think you can you can call that a baptism of fire, really, up against those guys, and uh, certainly certainly acquitted yourself yourself well. I'd heard of your trades um, talking on another podcast uh, a few months back, and they'd asked me who who was a player to watch out for with the Milwaukee Brewers, and I actually threw your name in the hat, and I said JP Fire Rising because he's a Wisconsin lad, and we want him to do well. So to actually see you come out in that first game, I was like, yes, I've actually done something in my podcasting career that that might actually stand out. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe yeah. you need to make more predictions because if they come true like that, I want. <laughs> <I'll> <laughs> We're yeah. predicting an ERI of 0.5 here this year. No <laughs> problem. No, you'll, be, you'll be chasing Devin Williams' numbers this year. Yes. <laughs> so, brilliant career so far and only the start, hopefully. And uh, as we say, everyone in Wisconsin is uh, is absolutely rooting for you every every time. How important have your family been in your development as a player and uh, and, and supporting you through your career so far? 
I mean, definitely number one, um, my dad and, and mom have been just like unbelievable for me. My dad coached me all the way through freshman year of high school, um, basically in every, every level, um, just basically from coach pitch where he's throwing the baseball and let me hit it. And then to, to actually coach on the sideline and, and, and up to freshman year in high school. And then my mom just, uh, I mean, she is a sports fanatic. She like Packers, Brewers, Badgers, all Wisconsin. Um, but just, uh, yeah, like her support and, and getting me to, to games, to tournaments, to practice, to just whatever. I mean, between the two of them, I'm, I'm so lucky and blessed that, that they were there for me and, and be able to help me through my career so far. Yeah, so one of the things we were going to ask, actually, is is because you're you're in the, the bullpen, how do you know when you're going to make your first appearance? How would would you would you have been given the go, you know, the sort of the nod before the game to invite your family down or um, because, I mean, obviously, if, if a second baseman's going to make a, a start and get his first start, he knows and he can he can invite his family down. What, what would you do as a, a sort of being in the bullpen? You hope you get lucky. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's it. Uh, I've had family come out and it's been a six game series homestand. They're thinking, OK, he's got to throw one time in six games and you don't. And then all of a sudden you, you they I've had people come out for one day and I happen to throw on that day. and I'm like, wow, you guys are so lucky because it's so <laughs> it's so random. It's so based on on what how the games are going in the flow of the I mean, the score of the game and and where you're at. Um as far as like, when did you last throw, uh, how you're feeling, how somebody else is feeling, who else needs to throw. So, um, yeah, you're, it's just a complete lucky lottery pick that you picked the right game to come watch. I suppose you didn't have that issue, did you, last year with, with the no fans? But I'm guessing come 2021 um, I'm, and we've got probably fans in the stadium. Are you are you having family down every game or uh, are they season yeah. ticket holders? <laughs> I oh yeah, but family uh I'm sure that they'll be making trips trips down to Milwaukee. It's uh like my dad said, well four and a half hour drive, that's a nice easy weekend trip. We can come down for a couple of games and, and head back home and I'm so yeah, I'm sure I'll have family at most of the games. Um but I mean my parents now don't don't mind if they're they don't see me pitch yeah, and, and, you know, just going back to that bullpen, uh, JP, I mean, you're in some great company there. You must be learning so much from those guys. We The Brewers were really lucky. We have a great bullpen. We have a strong bullpen and very, very rarely lets us down. So what kind of learning are you taking at the moment? What's working and being around those guys? I mean, just uh, like especially this year, this past year, um, I mean, my best friend from the bullpen is actually gone now. He's with the Dodgers. So if you guys are, I mean, Knievel is probably my best, my closest friend in the pen. Uh, okay. But I mean, learning from him and, and Josh and like the way they go about their business, getting ready for the eighth and ninth inning. And then obviously this year, seeing Devin um, do what he did, just uh, like knowing that, I mean, he was, Devin's young. He was just onto the scene and like showing that at, at his, at his age and, and, how long, how much time he's had in the big leagues, how much he can dominate thinking I can do the same thing at, at where I'm at, you know, it just kind of, he just kind of paved a way for us young guys to show us um, just because you haven't been here doesn't mean you can't compete here. So um, yeah, our, we're, we're really lucky with the bullpen that we have and, and the guys that have, have come through there and, and are still here now. So uh, yeah, it's, 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 we're, we're, it's going to be fun. I, I think our pen this year is going to be really, 
we're going to be young, but we're going to be really good. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah. And what do you hope that 20, in terms of, you know, playing at the Brewers, what do you hope that 2021 holds in store for yourself? I mean, for me, I just hope that I, I hope that I can actually put a ring on my finger. That's a uh, world series is always the, uh, I mean, that's kind of like the only goal every year is, is let's go get a ring. And, and uh, I mean, make it, make it a, make it a year that you'll never forget. Well, I did predict last year that it was going to be Milwaukee 2021, didn't I? So uh, <laughs> you, you never did. know, might come true. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. I like our, I like our addition of Colton Wong. I think that he makes yeah. our lineup uh, a lot more stout, and I think that he's going to be a good table setter for uh, our MVP in, in Yelly. So I think it's, I think that that was a great sign by us, and I'm excited because, I mean, he's got a Gold Glove, so he, you know that he on both sides of the ball, he's gonna, he's gonna play. Yeah, yeah. Brewers Twitter lit up yesterday when uh, we heard of that signing. $18 million for two years with a, a club option in the third year. I mean, down the centre there, we're going to be awesome. Possibly moving Keston to first base, maybe. People are talking about that. Still lots of discussion about the third base position, but definitely going to strengthen the side. And uh, we were getting excited for the new season anyway, but those signings like that, they really just get the juices flowing. So, no, it's... Uh, and you know what? A bit of a typical Stearns-type signing of thing, a bit left field. Nobody really expected that. And right. um, But then it happened, and everyone kind of went, well, you know what? It does kind of make sense. Yeah. Um, and it's it's so typical of, of Stearns, isn't it? Yeah, that's a, we just kind of have a saying we, we trust in Stearns because he, he knows what he's doing, and, and he, he, gets, he gets the guys he needs. So outside of baseball, what do you get up to? What do you like to do? Um, basically, my... My main hobbies are uh, outdoor stuff, uh, hunting, fishing. I mean, I like to snowmobile, um, four-wheeling, you know, just uh, basically anything that can get me outside and, and get me out in the outdoors. Uh, I love, I, obviously, I love other sports too, um, football and, and uh, basketball and, and hockey. I don't watch too much of uh, of soccer or football, right? That's is that, <laughs> Yeah, <so>. football, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't get. Uh, I, I was. I actually got into it a little bit. I was playing uh, FIFA on on uh, my PS4 for a little while, so I got into it a little bit um, just because some of our teammates were are really into it. So, um, but yeah, otherwise, just uh, anything that can get me outdoors really is is my hobbies. One of the things that I I thought might be quite fun to do, and um, this is just off of uh, a actually a soccer program over here called soccer am they they basically um ask about the uh the locker room <laughs> so yeah so um just off the top of your head then um first person that comes to your head who's who's the best trainer so so the one that puts in the most work in the uh sort of in the practice field um i would probably have to say uh drew rasmussen cool and and the most skillful player in the club um most skillful player is probably yelly uh fastest player Fastest player. Ooh, probably Low Well, I don't know. He's getting a little old, but I'll say Low I'll give him that. <laughs> and who's got the worst dress sense? The worst dress sense? Oh, man, that's tough. Let me think. Because everyone has their own style, is what I would say. Um, I would say that uh, last year, Jed was just the, your basic uh, jeans and t shirt guy. So he didn't dress nice. He didn't dress anything. He was just a your your uh bone stock your bone stock dress fair enough um who has the worst taste in music <laughs> worst taste in music um some people would say it was nottingham 
<laughs> um, who's the club club joker? Suter. That's not even, that's like the easiest one. Suter. Yeah, is we'd, the we'd we'd already written that one down. We already um, answered that one. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then the last one. Um, who spends the most time pruning themselves in front of the mirror? Um, I would have to say Nottingham again. Yeah. <laughs> Good hair. Yeah. Good hair. Yeah. Great. great. <laughs> Brilliant. No, thank, thanks for that. It's only a, only a bit of fun there. No harm intended. But uh, right. yeah. And listen, before we forget, we should say happy birthday for Sunday as well. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. Getting getting a little bit older. Well, uh, you know, <laughs> you're still worry, the right sort of thirty, yet. so you're yeah, okay. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yep, Have you got yep. anything planned for your birthday? Uh just the Super Bowl here. That's about it. We got uh, yeah. the uh, Chiefs versus the uh, versus the Buccaneers. I almost said the Patriots because Brady's been on the Patriots for so long and now he's yeah. on the bucket so just uh yeah just watching the Super Bowl and, and relaxing here in Arizona you disappointed that it's not Green Bay yeah yeah that was uh that was a tough tough pill to swallow for sure yeah um, I can imagine yeah. Uh, my, my Twitter feed was pretty unhappy or, or pretty upset <laughs> for the next few days yeah. yep <laughs> so before we sign off JP and again thank you so much for, for your time um any messages for the Brewers fans listening just uh Enjoy this year because uh, I think we're gonna. It's gonna be a good one, and uh, hopefully we can uh, get something done that's never been done for uh, for the Brewers fans. So um, thanks for thanks for watching, and and uh, I mean everyone knows because I'm a part of it. But uh, Wisconsin fans are the best fans, so can't complain. But uh, yeah, thanks for being being awesome fans. Yeah, we definitely agree with that. That the the, the fans are definitely the best. They, oh, I mean, yeah, they've, yeah. they've embraced us. You know, we're, we're two blokes from <laughs> from England started to follow a team that's that's not widely followed outside of Wisconsin. And they've embraced us and invited us in. And, you know, we, we've had people send us stuff and <laughs> it's just been amazing. You know, we definitely feel like we picked the right team to follow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I would agree with that. Beer and cheese. What can go wrong? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> JP, thank you so much. Have a safe and healthy season. Stay fit. Pitch well. And we know you'll always give 110% out there for us. And uh, you can rest assured that we'll all be rooting for you every step of the way. So very best of luck with the season. Take care. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Thank you. No problem. So there you go. JP Feierhausen. Mark, I know we agreed on this. We had great fun talking with him. And just what a top bloke. A real, real nice guy. Absolutely brilliant, wasn't he? I, I, I could not have, have asked for anyone better to have been on the podcast. Uh, he was mm. top of my list of people I'd love to have, have spoken to about baseball, and, and he was everything that, that I wanted him to, to come out and say, you know, homegrown lad, wants to win the ring, would love to do it with Milwaukee, is happy that he, he got traded from, from the Yankees to the Brewers. You know, I mean, you just can't ask for more, can you? For, for no, not, not at all. You know, yeah. great guy, but straight away got that winning mentality i love the answer to the question what's 2021 hold in store for yourself i want a ring straight yeah. there you know yeah and uh he is clearly he would love to do that for milwaukee and for the state of wisconsin uh wouldn't he, he would absolutely he could see it in his eyes he would absolutely love to do that and uh oh, that was wonderful but like with most of our guests i felt like we could have just spoke for ages and ages and uh now look, look just kudos to the guy we love watching him play. We know that every uh, Milwaukee Brewers fan is rooting for him. Um, he's a River Falls lad, born, born and bred, raised in Wisconsin. 
spent six years in the minors, as he said. He's worked hard. He's got some great numbers, and now he's reaping the rewards. So we're going to hopefully, along with all the rest of the Brewers fans, just watch him go from strength to strength. Yeah, it'd be great, wouldn't it, to, to just have JP Fireisen as another one of those big names in our in our massive bullpen. You know, the Brewers are known for their bullpen. He's part of it, and yeah. uh, you know, and, and we've got him. Um, and, and I may have to go and buy a shirt now. I have to say. <laughs> Yeah, okay, buddy. Well, we're going to wrap up there. You know what? My favourite pod of the year so far. Uh, yeah, definitely mine. Definitely my uh, favourite pod. It's been, been absolutely brilliant. And uh, you know what, mate? It's glad to be back. Um, it's been a long winter. Yeah. Great to be back talking baseball and um, really looking forward to the season. So we'll we'll put another pod out certainly before the season starts. Hopefully we'll have a few more signings to talk about. We'll be talking about our rosters again, um, based on our new signings and uh, what we think that's going to look like for, for opening day. We've got, of course, we're going to have the uh, the second season of the Brewers uh, US and UK uh, Fantasy Baseball League. Yeah, yeah, somebody's got to take my crown off me. Yeah, well, I shall be trying my very best for that, and we'll be running the draft for that uh, before the season starts. So lots to look forward to before we start baseball um, in anger. As ever, Mark, it's been a pleasure talking to you, my friend. To all you guys out there, keep the faith. It's going to be a good season. And uh, if JP gets his way, he's going to have a ring on his finger and we're going to have a World Series to uh, to celebrate. So let's just hope, yeah? Yeah, I'll drink to that. I'll drink to that. <laughs> Till the next pod, guys. Take care. Look after yourselves and each other. Stay safe. And go Brewers. Go Brewers. Go Brewers.